Pastor Xavier Reese with this simple truth. If we who are his children will humbly turn and pray, seek his holy face and mend our evil ways, then God will hear from heaven and forgive us of our sins. He'll heal our sickly land and those who live within. But America the beautiful, if you don't, then you will see a sad but holy God withdraw his hand from thee. Welcome to Simple Truths, the daily half-hour study of God's Word with Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. In a day when practicing the sin of homosexuality is an accepted lifestyle, but quoting scripture is characterized as hate speech, we've truly arrived at a place where evil is called good, and good evil. But coming up, Pastor Xavier uses Romans chapter 1 to explain there are indeed unintended consequences of twisting simple truth into corrupt conduct. Let's listen. The message title, Man Reads to His Dark Sin Nature. And the common belief of man is good is stronger now than ever before. The humanist manifesto exalts man, boldly declares he has no need of God. He doesn't even exist. Man is all there is. The only problem is the evidence all around us reveals just the opposite. As the evidence of man is so proudly and brashly practiced in an evil way, be it from youth to old, male, female, black, white, yellow, brown, take your color, we're all the same. We're sinners by nature. I remember when I started college, junior college in Long Beach City College back in the Stone Age in 1968. And I began to hear the wisdom of these teachers. And I wasn't a Christian, so I was impressed. The sociologist studies trends and patterns of what people say and do and how they live and attempt to catalog their cultural and sociological habits, norms, mores, customs. Then there's a logic or philosophy teachers who are a little weird at times. Saying confusing and contradicting statements, stuff that's weird. Says, you know, a bird flies, a plane flies, therefore a bird's a plane. You go on, okay. Then you have the psychologist on the other end who attempts to give reasons for your behavior and uh, why it is that you act the way you do and why it is you do certain things. And certainly, they're always the inedible reason is that it's somebody else's fault and that. So what he does, he lowers your conviction or your conscience to a level where you're comfortable so you don't feel guilt. So he doesn't do you a favor, he's doing you a disfavor. And of course, you always blame others. Now, our American society has been corruptly indoctrinated. There is an entire vocabulary that has been developed for society that rationalizes our conduct and our behavior without having to be responsible. Uh, we're dysfunctional, individually as a family, codependent, enablers. Everything's a disease, an ad- addiction. It's never your fault, by the way. Listen to me, I'm your pastor. Everything you do is your fault. Everything you've ever done is your fault. Now, I'm not speaking against you being a victim of being beat up or being abused. We understand that. But you and I are responsible for everything we've ever done and chosen. 
Now, Christian, on the other side, on the other hand, allows a person to get away with nothing and declares that you are a sinner by nature and rebelling against God, depraved and laws, and that you will be self-seeking unless you turn to God and repent of your sins because the problem is your heart is desperately wicked and deceitful, Jeremiah 17, 9, and the words of Jesus in Matthew 15, 18. And when you see yourself in the mirror as you are, then you make corrections. That's what the Bible is. You think man's good? Remember the saying, good for nothing, except sin. Wow, what a shocker. Our American educators, psychologists, politicians, and judges are directly responsible for the corruption and degeneration of our society under the guise of free speech, discrimination, minority rights, bringing about an amoral society, destroying right from wrong, objectively, giving license to all evil and morality, making it alternate lifestyles. Now, what I want to do is look at man's dark side and examine the consequence of his life in society here. We want to take the text, Romans 22 through 32. We've done the exposition last time. We're going to hit it from a different angle here. And so the text that we will use is a threefold statement of God giving up man to his sin due to the fact that he refuses to believe what can be known about God. So here's the threefold thing. Let me read the text and then we'll break it down. Verse 22. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man. Birds, four-footed animals, creeping things. Therefore God also gave them up to uncleanness in the lust of their heart to dishonor their bodies among themselves who exchanged the truth of God for the lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forevermore. For this reason, God gave them up to vile passions. For even their women exchange the natural use of what is against nature. Likewise also the men leaving the natural use of the woman, burning in their lust for one another, men with men committing what is shameful and receiving themselves the penalty of their error which was due. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to the base minds to do the things which are not fitting, being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness. They are whispers, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, bolsters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parent, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful. Who knowing the righteous judgment of God that those who practice such things are deserving of death not only do the same, but also approve those who practice them. Now, God giving up man due to the fact of his refusal to believe in what can be known of God is through the three statements. Here it is. First, verse 22 through 25. God gave man up to uncleanness. This is creature exaltation. Secondly, 26 through 27, God gave them up to vile passions. This is sexual perversion. And thirdly, 28 through 32, God gave them up to debased minds. This is social destruction. Let's begin. God gave them up to uncleanness. This is creature exaltation. Look at 22. The first reason given is that man professed himself to be wise. This is the result of suppressing the truth of God and unrighteousness in verse 18. They twisted, they corrupted. Due to becoming futile in their thoughts, as verse 21 says, vain. Due to their foolish hearts being darkened through the ongoing denial about God. 
The more you reject God, the darker you get. This results in becoming what? He says fools. Professing wise became fools. The word fools means silly. And it's noun form morals, meaning dull, sluggish. It could be interpreted, as I said, stupid. We get our word moron from it. Now, it's also by denying the evidence of creation in them, in the image and likeness of God that we saw in verse 19. And by denying the eternal power of God and as Godhead through the evidence of creation being without excuse, verse 20 says. From the sun, the moon, the planets, the stars, your body, you are without excuse. If you believe that you evolve, something's wrong. You're a product of God. By not glorifying God as God according to the knowledge they possess, verse 21 says. By not being thankful, verse 21 says also. Here's the second reason now. Look at 23. The second reason given is that man changed the glory of God into images. The word change means to cause one thing to cease and another one to take place, like we said. Exchanging the glory, docks of the splendor, the brightness, the majesty of God. And rather choosing the marred creation. Man exalted the creatures created by God above God. Idol worship. Man exalted man created in God's image above God and worship each other rather than God. So you start idolizing people. You worship people. As I said, they call the women divas, but it's really demons. Not divas. Man rejected the physical evidence of the invisible and incorruptible God and made visible and corruptible images and declared them to be gods. They degenerated the nature of God and man. They degenerated their view of God and man. And they degenerated in their knowledge of God and man. And they degenerated in their descending order from God to creeping things. What an insult. They degenerated to become like their gods, not being able to see, hear, or understand the words of God. Like the idols in Psalm 115, 1 through 8. They have eyes they can't see, hands they can't hand, feet they can't walk. So they become insensate. So now those who worship them become spiritually blind, deaf, and crippled. Just like their stone gods. They degenerated in going from monotheism, as we said, to polytheism. What an insult to God. Now... Look at the third reason, verse 25. The third reason is that man exchanged the truth of God. They exchanged or substitute the truth of God and about God for the lie, as much as Eve did in the garden when Satan spoke to her, we said in Genesis 3. The article there, the truth, is God's revelation. The lie is the lie of Satan and man to corrupt, destroy, and deny the word of God. Four times it's mentioned that they changed God's intent and design. Verse 23, 25, 26, 27. How many times does God have to say, these are charges against man? Now notice they worship and they serve the creature rather than the creator, who is blessed forevermore. Don't miss that. Man reversed the order of God here. Man reversed the worship of God. The word blessed is the word that means to speak well of. We get our word eulogy. When you go to a funeral, you eulogize somebody, you speak well of them. That's the word. Man, instead of speaking well about God, speaks evil about God. Blasphemy. 
doesn't even fear. Now notice 24. Verse 24, the result and outcome of these three reasons was that God gave them up to uncleanness. The phrase, gave them up, means to give into the hand of another or the power of another. Be it someone else or your own devices for destruction. Three times God says he gave them up. 24, 26, 28. Each progressing to a more degrading lifestyle, by the way. The power of uncleanness, as we stated last time, means perversion. Impurities of lust in general, usually sexual in nature, often linked with fornication, pornea. That means any form of sexual conduct, often depicting the lewd form of pornography on carvings and pictures in many societies, including in our own. The source is the rebellious heart of man, desperately wicked, Jeremiah 79 again, confirmed by Jesus. Now, the uncleanness is described by only one thing, look it, to dishonor their own bodies among themselves. The mind is no longer used for the things of God according to this design and purpose, but for the design and purpose of man, for self and evil. Rather than the body of man being presented as the temple of God, to worship God is presented as the instrument of excitement for sexual pleasure and self-gratification. That's the bottom line. Now, don't get me wrong. Nothing wrong with sex. In the context of marriage, God blesses it. Enjoy it. Have a blast. But outside of marriage, it corrupts, it destroys, it'll mess you up. Listen to a poem this kid in Arizona wrote and attached a new school prayer. Now I sit me down in school where praying is against the rule. For this great nation under God finds mention of him very odd. If scripture now, the class recites... It violates the Bill of Rights. And any time my head I bow becomes a federal matter now. Our hair can be purple, orange, and green. That's no offense. It's a freedom seen. The law is specific. The law is precise. Prayers spoken aloud are a serious vice. For praying in a public hall might offend someone who no faith at all. In silence alone, we must meditate. God's name is prohibited by the state. We're allowed to cuss and dress like freaks and pierce our nose and tongues and cheeks. They've outlawed guns, but first the Bible. To quote the good book makes me liable. We can elect a pregnant senior queen and we, and the wedded daddy, our senior king, it's inappropriate to teach right from wrong. We're taught that such judgments do not belong. We can get our condoms and birth control, study witchcraft, vampires, and totem poles, but the Ten Commandments are not allowed. No word of God must reach this crowd. It's scary here, I must confess, when chaos reigns, the school's a mess. So, Lord, this silent plea I make, should I be shot, my soul Please take. Amen. Pretty insightful from a very clear-headed high school student of what's going on in our public schools and nation. The evidence of uncleanness through creature exaltation is all around our society, ladies and gentlemen. The harsh realities of today's sexually active teens and singles is epidemic. 
The percentage of high school teens is said to be 49%, though I was amazed that more teens are practicing abstinent because it's so dangerous out there. And that's good. One in four sexually active teens contracts a sexually transmitted disease every year. One in four. Most research shows that the average age of first sexual encounter is 15 for girls, 14 for boys. Among youth, minorities, and teen girls have been particularly hard hit with HIV AIDS. Listen carefully, my young African-American brothers and sisters. Young African-Americans represent a 65% of AIDS cases reported among 13 to 19 years old in 202. Latino teens represented 20%. In 202, girls representing 51% of HIV cases reported among 13 and 19 years old compared to 30% of cases reported among people over age 25 that same year. Blacks and Mexicans, or Latins, whatever you want to call us, <laughs> were the highest, all right? African Americans, you comprise 12% of the total national population, yet 40% of abortions are done on blacks. Right here, you saw the percentage of HIV, 51%. You need to walk with God. There's only one first time, and it will be engraved in your mind, either as a sweet celebration of your surrender to your husband or wife on your honeymoon bed, or a sorrowful regret that you've given away your virginity to a person who doesn't value it and could care less. Now, I make this point to show you how blind we are to the magnitude of our sin and our sinfulness, as well as the incredible grace of God that if you repent, He's able to cleanse you and forgive you and make you whiter than snow. You understand? I want you to be outraged about the sin, and I want you to be blown away by the grace of God. Wow. Second point. Verse 26 and 27. God gave them up to vile passions, in verse 26, the phrase of all passions means and describes more than mere evil lust, but a deceased condition that is ungoverned and out of control, we stated last time. Man is fallen and unable not to sin. All we can do is sin. Man in his fallen state has very strong drives, which once aroused, you can't control. Man becomes a slave through uncleanness of the sexual nature. On an ongoing basis, turning to perversion from the God-ordained gift of sex. Now look at the ladies. Verse 26, the second part. The woman, literally female, exchanged the natural use sexually for other women, which is contrary to nature, a perversion of God's created design, lesbianism. Three times the specific word indicates this charge. The word natural. In verse 26 and 27, two times, and it means that produced by nature. Straightforward, simple. The other one is the word nature in verse 26. It means the nature of things. They're both saying about a pattern of design, that which is normal and that which is right. Now the Old Testament declares homosexuality as an abomination which was punishable by death back then. In Leviticus 18.22, in Leviticus 20, verse 13. It is a rejecting of God's design. It is against nature as God designed it, 
It is a perversion of the sexes and resulting in confusion of sexual roles. We've even created vocabulary, again, metrosexual. Men who are men, but they dress more feminine. But they're not homosexuals. We created a whole vocabulary to describe our perversion and amorality. It is a common scene on TV, in a movie, for two girls to give them a lip lock. No big deal today. Look at 27. The men did likewise exchanging the natural sexual use of the woman for other males. That's the word. They burn in their lust for one another, sexual perversion. The word burning again means burning out to rage. They are committing what is shameful. That which is out of form, disfigured, deformed, unseeming. They are receiving to themselves the penalty of, underline that, air, their air, which was due. The reason is marked by the word air, meaning roving, wandering, diverting from God's design and purpose. And the word receiving and due imply their compensation and reward, the law of reaping and sowing. God is not punishing you if you live this lifestyle. You've brought it upon yourself. You have, are you an alcoholic? That's not a disease. You began to drink and you chose to drink, you continue to drink, and now you have a disease that's called cirrhosis. But drinking is not a disease. It's a choice. And then that choice ends up in consequential physical consequences, right? Simple. The following poem was written by Judge Roy Moore from Alabama. If you remember, Judge Moore was sued by the ACLU for displaying his Ten Commandments on his courtroom foyer. He has been stripped of his judgeship, and uh, they're trying to strip him of the right to practice law in Alabama. Good ACLU. Listen to his poem. America the beautiful, or so you used to be. Land of the pilgrim's pride, I'm glad they'll never see. Babies piled in dumpsters, abortion on demand. Oh, sweet land of liberty, your house is on the sand. Our children wander aimlessly, poisoned by cocaine, choosing to indulge their lust when God has said abstain. From sea to shiny sea, our nation turns away from the teaching of God's love and a need to always pray. We've kept God in our temples, how callous we have grown, when earth is but his footstool and heaven is his throne. We voted in a government that's rotting at the core, appointing godless judges who throw reason out the door. Too often to place a killer in a well-deserved tomb, but brave enough to kill a baby before he leaves the womb. You think that God's not angry? That our lands are moral slums? How much longer will he wait before his judgment comes? How are we to face our God from whom we cannot hide? What then is left for us to do but stem this evil tide? If we who are his children will humbly turn and pray, seek his holy face and mend our evil ways, then God will hear from heaven and forgive us of our sins. He'll heal our sickly land and those who live within. But America the beautiful, if you don't, then you will see a sad but holy God withdraw his hand from thee.
And so he has. We have sown to the wind, we've reaped the whirlwind, ladies and gentlemen. Pastor Xavier Reese, closing today with some sobering thoughts, but simple truths of the principle of sowing and reaping. Now there's much more to come next time from this study of Romans chapter 1 that we hope you'll be back for. But in the meantime, if you'd like to request a copy of today's message on CD, just ask for the title, Man Reaps to His Dark Sinful Nature. It's available for only $4. This CD includes the complete message as it was originally delivered, including everything we didn't have time for due to the limitations of the broadcast. Once again, the title to ask for is, Man Reaps to His Dark Sinful Nature, or simply mention today's date. You can request your copy by writing, Simple Truths. 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. Or to make your request by phone, call 800-926-1485. Again, that's 800-926-1485. Or the address once again is Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. And thanks for mentioning the call letters of this station when you get in touch. This helps us track the effectiveness of this ministry in your area. And then join us for more Simple Truths next time with Pastor Xavier Reese. Simple Truths with Pastor Xavier Reese, a daily half-hour broadcast, is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California www.calvarychapelpasadena.com